Welcome to Father-Son Entertainment Talk, a podcast where a father and his son come together to bring you their views on life in various forms of entertainment. It's time. Let's do this. Welcome back, listeners, to Father-Son Entertainment Talk. My name is Ryan Campbell. My name is Matthew Campbell. We are back at it with you. We apologize for the long delay in between episodes. It's just been a busy time for both of us. I know Matthew was just recently in a play. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun. Very, very time consuming, but both me and dad are very thrilled to be back here with another podcast episode. Yeah, you did a great job, Bob. I know right before your first performance, they had you practicing from eight in the morning till nine at night. Must have been a long day. Yep, that's that's about right. It was... Uh, A lot of hard work, but it was really fun. Yeah, the whole entire cast put on a great show. Well, we are here to talk to you about The Magician's Nephew, which is a book written by C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis is a very famous author, wrote many books, including all of the rest of the Chronicles of Narnia. The Magician's Nephew happens to be a prequel to The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It is the first book of the series of the Chronicles of Narnia, which I didn't know until Matthew told me. Uh, yeah, and I didn't know that until I was given the book series by my mom, who she didn't really force me to read it, but she highly, highly recommended it, and so I did, and it's really, really good. But yeah, I'm definitely, I was so thrilled when Dad said that he was willing to read the books and do a couple episodes on the series. Yeah, and it did take me a little while to read it, as it does with any book. I, I warned our listeners of that. <laughs> But uh, I did finish it and and certainly enjoyed it. I I thought what we could do is we could go down a quick recap. So spoiler alert, we will be talking through the entire book, but doing so at a very high level just to get everybody acquainted and maybe reminded of the book if they've already read it. And then we will also give our review of the book, what we thought about it. We'll take a quick break. And then I wanted to get into some of the biblical references that are mentioned throughout the book. Yeah, sounds good. Great. Well, one of the things that we had considered doing for this book is maybe going through a quick recap of C.S. Lewis and who he was as an author, as a person. But I think we'll save that for our review of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And then we can go through the rest of the book series. This probably won't be a back-to-back-to-back episode because we'll probably want to take some breaks in between. But um, we'll definitely get to the C.S. Lewis review in the next episode. Okay, so let's start with the recap. Matthew, you've read this book multiple times. I've only read it once. You've read the whole series multiple times. Why don't you take us through a quick recap of the book? All right, so the two main characters in this book are a boy and a girl named Diggory and Polly. And actually, interestingly enough, Diggory appears later in the series in The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. He's the professor that owns the house that the Pavensky kids' parents send them to during the bombing raids in England, according to the series. And Diggory is is living with his uncle in their house, and he and Polly end up discovering like a secret corridor that leads to Diggory's uncle's lab. And there, Diggory and Polly stumble across two uh, magic rings. Now, there are a lot of more details in the book that I'm not going to get into, but these rings through magic teleport them to several different worlds where they have a couple adventures and they end up in a uh, in a world that was had just been recently created by a lion named Aslan and many people know Aslan from Lion Witch in the Wardrobe and 
during this time, a witch, which is also referenced in Chronicles of Narnia, the White Witch, enters into the world, and Aslan sends Diggory on a quest to go get a piece of fruit that will then grow into a tree that will keep the witch away for a certain period of time. Okay, so the witch from the magician's nephew is the same witch from the line the witch in the wardrobe yes and she was also the queen of a another world she had been accidentally brought to narnia by diggory got it okay and you mentioned them meeting aslan the lion from the line the witch in the wardrobe so this is aslan's first cameo into the book series which was in the magician's nephew and he's in the back of kind of all the stories Definitely not the primary character in every book, but he always makes an appearance. And I think what's interesting is, is that uh, is just the amount of biblical references in the book, which I think we're going to get to later. But yeah. I think Aslan is clearly the biggest biblical reference. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And we'll definitely get to those pieces here in a second. Let me just talk about what I thought of the book with regards to comp- in comparison to The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and some other books that I've read thought it read well. I thought it was pretty smooth and definitely kept me wanting more. Pretty decent character development. I thought the queen, her personality was a little bit excessive, but I know there, uh, C.S. Lewis was trying to make a point that um, she definitely represents something from the Bible that we'll talk about here in a little bit. But love Aslan as the character. I love the, the biblical references throughout. Ultimately, I did feel like this book was not as good as The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which maybe is why oftentimes people read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe first, thinking that it's the first book of the series, because it definitely is a better book, in my opinion. What was your thoughts of it? Uh, I agree with you in a lot of areas. I loved Magician's Nephew. It was a really good book, really well written. C.S. Lewis is a definitely a brilliant writer. I thought it was really good. I definitely agree with you that Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe was better, but I feel like there are so many little hints to in future books that if you don't read Magician's Nephew, you won't pick up on. And actually, that was a fatal flaw I actually did. I, I did read Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe first, and then read all the other ones, and then went back and read The Magician's Nephew. And that was a sorry mistake, because that book offers a lot of clarity for future books, and there's a lot of references to future things in that book that makes all the the other six stories make a lot more sense. So let me ask, though, because you almost took a little bit of a Star Wars approach where you read episodes two through six first and then uh, read episode one second. Yeah, well, two, uh, two through seven first and then two, one. Yeah. Yeah. You read episodes two through seven first and then came back to episode one, which, as we know, Star Wars started with four, five, six and then <laughs> came out with one, two, three. Uh, did you find that your eyes were open to certain things that from the f- books two through seven when you read one and maybe that's just an interesting way to approach how you read through the series yeah i feel like it can go either way it was really cool to be able to connect the dots after reading the entire series two through seven and then reading one i noticed so many things i was like oh yeah i remember that from this book oh yeah i remember that from that book so it was cool to connect the dots but i feel like if i had read that book first it would have offered a lot more clarity got it got it and Maybe it's a little bit more close to Harry Potter because Matthew's sister and I are watching the Harry Potter series at the moment. And I think if we were to watch two through seven, part one and two, without watching one, I think we would miss have missed way too much. And so maybe there is an element of missing way too much starting at the line, the witch in the wardrobe. Yeah. Where, 
you, you do miss, miss you do miss a whole lot because there were some things that I read in that book that I was like, oh my word, how did I miss that? I really wish I had read that before. I would have been able to pick up on that. Got it. That makes sense. Okay, well, I think this is a good time for a break. We'll be right back. This is a reminder that you can access the Father-Son Entertainment Talk on any of your favorite podcast listening platforms. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check us out on any of those platforms. And make sure to leave us comments about how you think we're doing, and also make sure to leave us comments about new ideas that you would like to see on our podcast. All right, we're back. We talked a little bit about our perspective on the book and quick run through. Now's a fun time for us to talk about some of the biblical references. I know you caught a bunch with every read that you made through the book. I have a bunch that I caught as well, and I also did some research. So why don't you start by what was your big aha biblical reference that you found within The Magician's Nephew? Well, I found way too many, honestly, there were so many that were aha biblical references. I think the major one was, so like when Diggory and Polly enter into Narnia, it's all just blackness. And then they hear singing and then all of a sudden the world starts to take shape. And like they see creation, be, they see like greenery and plants and then animals being created. And this whole time there is a lion that is walking around and singing and wherever he sings things start being created and it's kind of like god creating our universe just by using his words speaking it into existence yep yeah i like that one a lot aslan i think is a, a good reference to the lion of judah which as we find in revelations line of judah is a reference to jesus so mm -hmm. we know jesus was there during creation so mm -hmm. that's that's definitely a good one the other one i jumped out at me right away was the last quest that Diggory goes on, he is sent out to obtain a piece of fruit from a tree and the sign on the entrance to the garden where the tree lies states anyone who eats the fruit will get what they wish, but be disappointed for eternity. And so Diggory was asked by Aslan to come get the fruit and bring it back to him. But the queen quickly enters the garden and takes the fruit not only convinces Diggory to bring the fruit to his mom to save her because his mom is very sick, but also... Um, well, tries eats, to tempt him to do it. Yeah, tries to, to get him to do that. Yeah. But she also eats of the fruit herself. Yeah. And so very similar to the tree of knowledge and Adam and Eve eating of the fruit, certainly the, the witch is a reference to Satan here. Yeah, absolutely. And like you can see like major, you, well, and you can see other like smaller biblical references all throughout. Um, so one other reference was that just as the son of Adam, as Diggory is called Narnia, brought evil into Narnia, Adam himself brought evil into our world by sinning by eating fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah, I like that. That's also a really good one. I didn't catch the son of Adam, but they even talk about the sons and daughters of Adam in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe as well, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. Any other references that we haven't talked about yet? One was the animals themselves, like when they all the all the animals that Aslan gave the ability to like reason and gave speech to. And just like Adam and Eve, the animals didn't know what evil was. Even like Aslan told them there is an evil in Narnia even on the day of its birth. 
and all of the animals and the talking beasts really asking themselves they were trying to figure out what an evil was some of them thought that he had said an evil or just like something ridiculous they didn't know what good or bad like truly was and so just that was another reference that i noticed yeah very true great well again had a good time reading this book glad that we got to read it together yeah it was a lot of fun we will pick back up on the chronicles of narnia series and i promise i will read the lion the witch in the wardrobe again as i will with the rest of the books in the series but we are going to take a little bit of a break on the Chronicles of Narnia. Maybe it's just a one episode break because I have been dying to watch my favorite movie with Matthew, which is Braveheart. And I'm definitely excited for that because dad has referenced Braveheart all the time. Uh, I know, especially when I was younger, one of your favorite phrases was that'll wake you up in the morning, boy. And <laughs> kind of went like this. That'll wake you up in the morning, boy. <laughs> So I'm excited to watch that with you, see what all this is about. It'll be great afterwards to pick back up with the series, and I know you're going to enjoy all the other books. Definitely. And you're at the the age now where I think it's appropriate for us to watch Braveheart. So Mm -hmm. we will definitely do that and come back and share our review of the movie and go through maybe some of our favorite quotes. Great. Well, I think that wraps up this episode. My name is Ryan Campbell. And my name is Matthew Campbell. Thanks for listening.